I have takes and they are hot, all quite ting ting, it's the start of the pot. My team's good and yours is not quite down ting ting, it's the start of Hello! Coming to you in a pre-recorded fashion from the league's podcast headquarters in Upper Arlington, Ohio, I am Diesel, and this is Don't Fear the COVID. Join me today from all the way up in Corona, Cleveland, Chuck Case is here, and our guest today, coming to us from the third or maybe fourth best city in Ohio, (laughs) Ben Hood is with us today. Ben, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure as always. That's, I mean, it, you it, you should take this as a big honor. You, you weren't first. You were not our first guest, but second's pretty good. Second's pretty up I there. realize that. But, well, to me, I'm the first guest because I am behind on the episode. So uh, this will be the first episode that I listen to in, in its entirety. <laughs> okay. Nothing personal. It's not, it's not a personal. At least, at least we know where Ben stands now. That's just, where, that's just where I'm at. You know, emotionally. I would hope that you would listen to this one in its entirety, at least. Yeah, I, I, Jane actually thinks it's very weird that I will sit and record an episode, like as a guest, and then go and listen to that episode the next day, and I'll like play her segments of it. And she's like, "Why are you listening to yourself? You just have this conversation." I'm like, "But it's it's so good, though." Um, if anybody's wondering, um, Sam texted me today because this is now we're recording this. This is. Thursday at about 9, 10 p.m. So I'm talking about the Wednesday episode with Sam on it. Sam texted me today asking me how he found um, – like how he finds the podcast, what it's called, where, where he can get it. I told him. Very good question. And then, then he goes – his follow-up was, which episode is it? <laughs> and I, I responded with the most recent one. Then I went and looked at the title, and it was literally called Episode 1, Sam. And so, <laughs> so he didn't even attempt to really find it on his own. No. He really wanted <laughs> his hand held. Yeah, Ben, so there you go. That's just a little information. The one that you will be looking for to show Jane tomorrow is the one that's going to say Ben in the title. Okay. So get ready for Ep- that. Episode 2, Ben. That will probably be what it's called. <clears throat> okay, see, that's helpful because I, I would have been looking for just Ben, and if there's going to be a number in front of it, my my algorithm doesn't work anymore, and okay. I've got to just start over. Yeah, all right. Well, see, we're getting ahead of these things now. Um. um Go ahead, John. Go ahead. Uh, well, I, I just I, last time we didn't introduce this segment, so we are going to this time. So Ben is going to be joining us for a segment that we are going to be calling the Long Fabled. been planning on doing for chuck and i were discussing it like three years now we did it once with uh me and colin and ben came on but we've never actually really done it within a formal pod so we're doing it tonight this is philly cheese takes wow yeah that's this is the official this is the first official one technically and we were discussing beforehand so the the whole purpose of these like mini episodes was like very informal like 
let's just break up the monotony of just, you know, the quarantine. And we all discuss separately that none of us have done any prep for this segment. So this is just going to be an off the top of the head, uh, just, you know, real roundtable discussion. Personally, I got home, like I said, it's about 9, 10. I got home from work about a half hour ago, and I've had four, I'm my fourth Bud Light since I've been home. So I mean that's <laughs> so that's, that's a rate to be reckoned that's with. I'm at mentally and physically. Yeah, Are you going to keep be... up through the pod? Oh, I'm going to finish this one, and then I, I can't get up and go get like another one until um, the pod's over. So just text that, Sam. that's that's never stopped you before. <laughs> I don't really understand. <laughs> no, I only get up from the pod when I have to go to the bathroom, and I announce it very aggressively to John that I'm going to take a dump. So so just kill time while I'm gone. Yeah, but you Which could always happened multiple times. It happened at least three times that I can remember. <laughs> it's at least three. You can always grab a Bud Light on your way to the bathroom. <laughs> this is true. You could do a little two for one. You We've know? all done it. We've all been there. We've all been there. But anyway, um, carry on, John. What's going on in the background uh, there? Is somebody. It's probably my air what? conditioner. Is somebody in a laundry room? Oh, it's your air conditioner. <laughs> yeah. Let like, me turn that off. I mean, it's going to get so hot in here, but I'll turn it off. For the sake of the pod, I'll do it. Thanks, Ben. I appreciate it. This is also this is going to go down as one of the highest quality pods that we've ever done because Ben actually has like a podcast microphone. Mm. So the three of us are all going to actually not sound like ass. Maybe it will really depend on how it comes out after I produce it. I might sound like ass right now. I really couldn't tell you. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell you this much. What I'm putting in is gold quality. Whatever John turns out, <laughs> that's on him. I have little <laughs> to no control over that whatsoever. That's I'd a say you have point. no control. Yeah, I'm I gonna make you no sound control. like shit now. Please do it. put it put like a high pass filter so it just sounds like just gravelly and just cell phone. Like you're um, underwater. Yeah, like like my old recordings did. <laughs> I'm gonna auto tune you. This is what I'm gonna that, do. That would that, that'd be, be hilarious. That would be an improvement. Well, anything will beat yesterday when I had to go through and edit up Sam's volume the whole time. Sam was sitting. What sounded like a square mile away from the microphone, so I had to go through and amplify every single sentence he said. I kept like pushing the microphone towards him, but the arm, the the arm that it's on, only extends so far, and he just refused to like lean forward to talk into it, and just re- like sat reclined back in the chair he was sitting in, a good foot and a half from the microphone. I mean, he just has no respect for the the quality, the audio files out there who really work hard to keep this podcast. He, he didn't respect the hustle, Ben. Just, he didn't just say at all. Not at all. Now, I will tell you, I uh, one negative to me having uh, this microphone now is um, it's got a lot of settings. And you know how I feel about settings. I love settings. Been playing with the settings actually this entire time. Uh <laughs> Yeah, so I've been tr- just adjusting the gain and the the uh, the pattern, the microphone pattern, uh, things like that. The, um, um, the the input just from the computer itself. It's a lot of different settings to alter, and I don't think any of them are doing anything good. <laughs> you sound exactly the same. Yeah. Okay. Then I'm gonna stop touching it. So that's gonna be <laughs> from now on. I'm just not gonna be touching it. I hope I'm not coming too like through too loud, but. Um, uh, if if I am, just let me know and I'll uh, adjust the gain. By my uh, you know, count, we're six minutes and 40 seconds into the podcast and we've talked about nothing. Literally, there's been a conversation about nothing. It's a Seinfeld episode. Yeah, is I was going to say, we're, we're Seinfeld we're, made we're, a fortune we're, that way. We're pretty much there. So, Is this the I Seinfeld mean, of podcasts? I mean, I think it... No, there's too, there's too many out there. I think 
No, this, we, this we, we have the, the podcast has like a theme and it's about something usually. Maybe this episode is is this is a Seinfeld podcast episode, but okay. that's about as far as I'd go. Fair we enough. can pivot. We can pivot from Philly. It doesn't need to be Philly cheesesteaks. If we can come up with some manner of Seinfeld based pun that also maybe okay. works in Ben's name, I'm here. I'm in. I think we might be able to pivot pretty easily, actually, because we are now seven and a half minutes in. Um, I have done no research other than Googling Darius Slay. Um, <laughs> and I pretty much am not prepared for this segment. And also, I just realized I have never been on the pod at the beginning. I've never gotten to hear the intro done live um, in front of our studio audience here. So I'm pretty, pretty jazzed about that. It's just given me a, a vibe that I think we need to maybe pivot. Ben, you are experiencing something, or now you have experienced something that our East Asian listeners die would just die to do, and and you're going to experience that live. So that that, how does that feel? How how you doing? I mean, it feels amazing. I, I wish some of them could be here with us. I've met a lot of them. They have been really supportive of the show. Um, signed a lot of autographs, taken a lot of photos. Um, they are being really good about it, and they are promoting it by word of mouth. We do not pay to advertise the show at all, so um, we really only get around by word of mouth. Um, a lot of people don't know that. So our East Asian fan base has been really, really strong on that front, and um, I'll always respect them for that. Yeah, fun fact, actually. the uh, the East Asian Our East Asian listeners have made Ben... His face is really like the the poster for the, uh, the Universal Basic Calendar mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, has that Ben kind of pushed a while back. Uh, yeah, they have really taken Ben's cause. Ben is actually, he's like a little anime cartoon over there yeah. that just talks about calendars. Extremely popular. They've actually made a parody film uh, based on the DreamWorks picture Madagascar where they have um, actually rotoscoped a version of me in there over the King Lemur. And it's actually all about the international fixed calendar. Um, so very big movement over in East Asia. We're trying to get it here in the uh, here in the states, but um, we are facing some pushback on that. Yeah, DreamWorks really not cool with what went down there. But you yeah, know our what? laws uh, are a lot stricter on that stuff. Yeah, than in the uh, the Philippines or um, uh, what was the other one? Chuck? Name what another other East country? Asian. No, I uh, dare you to name it's, another it's, East it's, Asian it's, state right now. Is it in- Indonesia? Indonesia, okay. yeah. All right, I wanted John to do it, but that's. <laughs> I mean, Malaysia's, <laughs> yeah, Ma- Malaysia's there. Uh, Vietnam, we could far east. We could do uh, Japan. What do we have? Uh, Korea is yeah. somewhere over there. Yeah, like uh, but, shout out to but, Korea. But I have an actual question for you, if you, if sure. you can answer it. So it actually Ooh. works out well that we had Sam on yesterday, who gave us the the Zoomer, the high school perspective. But how has the uh, COVID nineteen uh, global pandemic uh, affected the med school day to day now this this i find personally fascinating i think you guys will as well um so there's kind of two schools of thought from the med school perspective um without the virus present without the the situation of a pandemic basically i would say a little over half the class just stays at home and watches the recorded lectures um on their computer and the like other remaining i don't know 40 percent or so pretty much go to lecture regularly every morning um, so now that we don't have that option, there's kind of a big coalition of people that are like, um, this kind of sucks. Um, and I'm one of them. I used to go to lecture um, in the mornings just because it would force me to go. And now I wake up and play Nintendo for four hours and I'm <laughs> finishing up lecture right about now. So 
not working out great for me. Uh, not a big self-discipline guy. So that's been a struggle. But some of the other changes that I uh, have had a problem with are they've canceled pretty much all our laboratories, in-person stuff. Um, so we don't have any anatomy dissection, uh, no in-person lectures. We used to have labs that would cover like neuroanatomy and we got to look at brain samples and try to track down all these different pathways that we're trying to study. And all of those have been canceled. So now I'm in the boat of um, what am I paying $20,000 a semester for? <laughs> so uh, that's kind of my big thing. And actually, um, we are having a town hall tomorrow uh, where we get to ask our questions. I mean, for um, a virtual town hall, right? It is virtual. Yeah, it's going to be WebEx. As I've it's learned, good. CNN does apparently a virtual town hall about every night about the <laughs> coronavirus. So I've become very familiar with that concept in the recent weeks. I really hope they consulted CNN on this because the last one we had, uh, they tried to do a live WebEx thing and no one could get on the live version. So they just <laughs> recorded it and then played us a recorded version of it like an hour later. But only the people who physically went uh, could actually ask questions. So that was kind of a problem. But now they had to send our questions in advance. So they're just going to answer all of them. And even if it doesn't end up being live, I think we'll still be able to get something out of it. I'm really curious to what they say about that because I think they should at least reimburse us some things because I can't even use like I can't use the gym there. I can't use the library. Um, there's like basically all the common areas are not permitted anymore. So um, all that stuff has kind of been taken away. And I'm like, uh, we pay a lot of fees for that. So now I do have a question, Ben. You mentioned that like all your labs and stuff are canceled, all of your like anatomy dissections and things are practicals. But I assume at some point you'll still be held responsible for knowing that material, right? Or how's that going to work? Yeah, so it's actually really interesting. We have um, we have biweekly exams. So every other Monday, which is maybe the worst system in, on the planet, but uh, every other Monday we have an exam. It used to be every Monday. Now it's every other. Um, and actually, I have one coming up this Monday that I should study for. But anyway, those used to be in person, but you would take them on a computer, like you'd bring your own device and there's a little software that like locks out your whole thing. But now we can't do that. So we have to take it at home, um, still at the set time, the prescribed time. But that's just our regular like written exams, multiple choice. Um, for our practicals, we're also supposed to do those online now. And what? we used to, the way a practical used to work is you would go into the cadaver lab um, walk around and they would have tagged all the cadavers with like a different pin or something and you'd either have to identify it or answer some higher order question about the structure like what you know nerve innervates the tagged muscle and you have to know what muscle it is and then what nerve it is so like stuff like that I don't know how they're going to do that remotely because um, you can't really always tell in a picture like what what's actually being tagged like you kind of need the cadaver as like a, a reference point yeah. Um, especially with brain stuff, I don't really know what they're going to do with that. But maybe they'll go VR with it. I mean, that would be sweet. But I don't want to buy a VR system. <laughs> the Google Glass, just get that, a little cardboard see, thing. You know what, Ben? You know what they'll do is they'll convert all your fees that you're losing um, on the gym and stuff, and they'll just buy all the VR stuff for you, and then you just won't get any money back. See, that's what I think will probably happen. They're probably going to buy like sketchy or some like study tool that med students use and like just buy an institutional subscription for it and then be like, oh, see, we just like enhanced your learning experience. It's like, no, you just took away like three months of lecture and labs and just like bought something else with the money. You kind of just robbed me, but okay. <laughs> Isn't that what all education is though, Ben? Just I'm starting to feel that way. Yeah. Loose robbery. 
Pretty much. It's uh it's a loose definition <laughs> that they are using. <laughs> but no, actually that they generally are doing a really good job um before all this happened. It's just like um you know, we haven't really gotten that much information from them, which is kind of disheartening because they're all like, um, you know, just bear with us. Like, you know, we're working through this just as you are. And I'm like, no, you're working through the problem. But like I'm working through the problem and I have to like learn all the material for the exam that is still happening. So yeah. <laughs> like I kind of, you know, am expecting you to do this. It's like your job. Yeah, but no one likes to do their job. I don't like yeah, doing I mean, that job. Like I said, I haven't really been doing my job. I have been just playing Nintendo, been playing a lot of Animal Crossing Big fan. Ben, you, you're going to get on the craft, Ben? I yes, think I might get on the craft. I think I'm going to have to. Um, we, I'm, I'm still kind of trying to figure out exactly if the realms will work with Nintendo Switch because I've seen articles that say, like, yes and no. So um, <laughs> I don't really know what to believe, but it's a perfect situation. It, yeah. So, But I would love to get on the craft. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be a problem that I've not really ever played before because I don't know how it works. I played three times before I got on the craft, Ben, so, so you'll not miss anything. My brother has to sit next to me and tell me how to do pretty much everything as I'm doing it. I mean, that's pretty much what I'm going to need. I'm going to need a lot of hand-holding because yeah. I don't even know how you how you craft. I know how you mine. I just don't okay. know how you craft. We, <laughs> we can get you there, Ben. We yeah. can... So, interestingly, when Chuck first started, uh, Colin had to go out, uh, like, three different times to go find Charlie because he kept getting lost. Yeah. He would wander too far, and then he wouldn't be able to find his way back, so we had to make him a compass. Yeah, you got to do either compass or what What I do is I will, like, find uh, the, the one time that I've played before. Actually, someone taught me this trick, which was you write down your xy coordinates um mm -hmm. where you like where your base is so that you can i think you can cheat and like type in a code and go back to that or something teleport so we, we do not have coordinates in this game mode ben oh so my god just put that out of your mind right now all right well then you know what scratch that just cut that out of the pod pretend i didn't say it but we have maps so you're fine yeah, you, you're you know what to make a map we're gonna be just fine all right, we great. Are, uh, yeah. I mean, if I've got a map you... and a shovel, uh, should be all right. <laughs> I think I think you need a shovel. I don't really know. Pickaxe is really what you need. Pickaxe is big. Yeah, that's the top. That's the top tool. But yeah, we'll get right. there. All right. So right. now that we've covered our Minecraft world, which everyone's going to be really riveted, I can only imagine how quickly Brian is going to skip through that part. Or like, oh, why? Well, I, I want to get everybody on the craft. Like that, that's the me thing. Too. That I, I want to get the whole league. All listeners to this podcast on the craft. No matter I'm what, I'm not sure why everyone's not on already. I mean, I think our East Asian listeners will be right on that. <laughs> right now, the craft is really just me, John, Garrison, and Colin. I believe Mike has access to the realm, right, John? Or he not? does not. Okay, no, he does Mike, not. Mike bought some some janky version on PS4, and now like can't do realms or something. Yeah. So what we found was that Bedrock, which is the edition that we we use. Uh, works for neither a PS4, which Mike has, or a Mac, which Mike has. Uh, so he cannot play on either of his devices with us. So RIP Mike, big well, time. Well, regardless, we need to get everybody on the craft. I think yeah, we have I, a limit to how many people we can have on well, there. Is it four? Is four the limit? No, I don't think it's four. I think then it's like six. Then we need, well, we need to get six people on the craft then. Okay, deal. Yeah, I mean, I think I can definitely get on there. Um, my understanding is that the Java edition is what runs on like 
uh, Mac and doesn't convert to the the realms that you guys have, but the the bedrock version. Or do I have it backwards? I think I have it backwards. No, you no you ha- you are correct. You okay, so yeah, so I want bedrock, which I think is what is sort of running on the Switch. Maybe I don't know. I'll figure <laughs> it out. But not the PS4, which is the only other system I have. Um, and Perfect. not the Mac, not the Mac. So well, not the Mac. Ben, idea. What you'll do is when you get that twelve hundred dollar check from the government mm-hmm. for the coronavirus, just buy an Old Xbox. Donnie. See that? <laughs> buy an Xbox. I don't. Uh, is that? Uh, that doesn't seem like the wisest use of that. Uh, ben, frivolous spending is the backbone of the American economy. That's actually true. I mean, you're yeah. not wrong. <laughs> I mean, it's, it actually is. If we're being honest. <laughs> it's actually that's, accurate. That's the, it's the engine that drives the economy forward. <laughs> wow. It is the. Uh, yeah, I was going to make another analogy, but I really like Charlie, so I'm just going to back oh. off. <laughs> that's he. He kind of bodied you there. He really he buried you. I, I mean, he came strong prowess. with the engine because I was going to do like a train analogy, and then he said engine. I'm like, well, that's kind of a train thing. You gotta... <laughs> Those aren't trains. Those aren't trains. Yeah, they do have engines. Some, they some do. of them. Actually, all of them, I guess. Um, I don't know a lot about trains, so <laughs> if we transit, if we pivot to a train podcast, it's going to be a very short episode. <laughs> Okay, let's all just take five. Let's just look up the Wikipedia entry for trains, and we come back better than ever, and we just go. I mean, that works for me. What okay. I'm actually doing is in the background, I'm I'm reading all about Minecraft Realms so that I can see, like, what <laughs> I actually... Like, do I need to build a PC? Like, I think I'll spend the $1,200 on computer parts, like a graphics card or some Ooh, shit. Ooh, yeah. Like, get one with, like, LEDs and a really loud-ass fan so you can be obnoxious. What? Oh yeah, or maybe I need. I probably should spend that on a mechanical keyboard first, so that it yes. clacks really loudly. That also I'm, glows with LEDs. I'm trying to find out if I can uh, just steal Jane's work laptop, and because uh, it's a Dell, and I think I can just load Minecraft on there, and hopefully no one will notice from That's her. That's literally what I do, Ben. Oh, do you really have it on your on your work? Yeah. Well, not my work computer, just my computer. It's my personal one, but I am working on it. So right. technically, there's a gray area. Yeah, there's a little bit of a gray area there. It's not your work machine, but it is your... This this has no... The FAQ is useless, by the way, guys. <laughs> In case anyone was wondering. Um, why are there two versions of Realm servers? Oh, here we go. Two versions of Realm servers, incompatible with each other. Okay. This is electric radio. Yeah, we I are... mean, it's really... I'm just reading an FAQ. <laughs> um, On a Minecraft forum. <laughs> but... I am willing to pivot, as I said, guys. <laughs> yeah, to trains, absolutely. Well, but um, I will ask you one question: as you are the most, I guess, advanced in your knowledge than anybody oh, else, because you're the only one. You're the only, only one in grad school. Um, what are your thoughts on just COVID nineteen in general? I yeah, I was I was afraid this might come up. Uh, I <laughs> so where to start? Where to start with this? Is there a dog in the background? Not in my area. Oh yeah, no, he's uh, he's outside and he is furious at me for talking. Is that just a dog? Yeah, that is our next door neighbor's dog. Oh, I was like, what is this? So is he the, is essentially is the, the episode of background noise. That's what this. That's what this episode is. He is sitting at like the base of my window, essentially on the other side of the fence, and he's just pissed. He, this dog, actually, I'm not I'm not too happy with him at the moment. He uh he was barking for about a half hour at one thirty in the morning last night. Really inconsiderate stuff. It sounds like the dog is in your house. 
Just yeah, wave I mean, to him. That did not assuage any issues. All right, I'm just going to close no. the window. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe that was your, that should have been the first move, John. I thought the window was closed. I can't believe the window was open. That dog was, was so loud. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe that he did not close no, we, the window. We listened to a good 10 minutes of barking. Let's get the window closed, final. Let's, let's cut that off. It wasn't that loud. Maybe. Oh, my. Um. Yeah, let's see. Where do, where do I begin with COVID-19 stuff? Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, right. Jeez. So I always I always have said that epidemiology is super, super interesting, and I could never do it because it is extremely complex, and uh, the people too that- much, Too much lab work for me. Yeah, it's a lot. It is a lot of lab work, and then I think the statistical analyses that they do are just like the most insane stuff. I mean, they, they can sometimes predict stuff like this, and- um, they, we have these kind of set practices in place that are designed to prevent it um, from happening. But then when it when the rubber hits the road, so to speak, and this pandemic strikes and basically is affecting every country um, at that point, we're kind of triaging. And it's, it's especially evident in the United States, I think, because um, not necessarily because it was handled poorly, but because which it, which every, it kind of was. It, it, it certainly was, but I think um, because it's varied so much state to state and some states seem to take it really seriously, like Ohio, and some states did not, like Washington and New York, and they are now playing catch up with uh, the disease, which is really not what you want to be doing. Um, I think the concern for me right now is the um, number of people who can spread it asymptomatically seems to be changing every day. Um, there's different studies coming out that are saying, you know, up to 50% of people are asymptomatic and I just don't know what to believe. That'd well, you know, well, I mean, what is, what is Ohio's, does anybody know what Ohio's infection numbers are as of recording this right now? Yes, I do actually. Cause I have that tab up all the time, um, sure. <laughs> which is probably not healthy. There are 867 confirmed cases in Ohio. Um, that is not obviously including the number of tests that have been performed. Well, I mean, the, the, when you talk about the asymptomatic carriers, I mean, sort of the big metric they've talked about is once you have two uh, documented cases of community spread, statistically, you can assume that 1% of your sample population has yes. that, has the, the disease, whatever the virus is. So if you're talking all of Ohio is your sample population, you're mm-hmm. looking at a hundred thousand, hundred and fifty-ish thousand people. Yeah. You no. Know, so, it wouldn't shock me if, if like you said, just a ton of people are asymptomatic and are carrying this disease. Yeah. So, um, I think that's kind of the scary part is we don't really seem to know like how many people can be asymptomatic, which is why the shelter-in-place order was um, sent out because it's really the only. It's kind of the last tool in the epidemiologist's tool belt to prevent the spread of disease. It's just basically, okay. We stop people from interacting. Yeah, I mean, whether you have it or not, just do not go and interact with other people outside of your house because the people in your house either have it or don't. And if you go and interact with someone who does or doesn't have it, you're just increasing the statistical chance that it's going to spread. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's why everybody is kind of freaking out about the you know whole flatten the curve thing. It is really important to do that um, because – uh, the thing that scares me the most right now is the um, ICU admissions. Uh, I think when he first, Mike DeWine's like one of his early, um, uh, what, what does he call them? He calls them updates or town halls. It wasn't yeah. a town hall, but anyway, one of his early updates, he came out and gave a speech and said like, I think uh, 
he said that we would need like 89 or no he said we needed like he would probably we would probably need 40,000 ventilators in Ohio uh you know by the time this was all said and done and we have 9,000 so to what, me the math on that just doesn't work out and, and at right, all the thing is that people are like freaking out on PPE it's like hospitals do not build ICUs with 10 times the beds that they would ever need on average. You just don't build a yeah. hospital like that. You don't have stockpiles of PPE because that's just not how you order things and how you have it like right. stored. Like, so, I mean, it is like, you know, it is. I think I said before, what I think this is going to happen is we're going to get both on the state and federal level some sort of like aggressive legislation that will. For future events of similar severity or sort of kind, uh, get sort of legislation that allows a faster and more aggressive mobilization of resources to try to prevent this from happening. I mean, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. I, I don't know what that would look like, like if it would be like a, you know, an increase in like specific like you know pandemic sort of focused hospitals or icus or something like that but yeah, yeah. i mean i'm thinking we'll get a lot of stuff like at, at the state level at least more powers to the governor like mm-hmm. more illustrated like in a state in a, in a declared state of emergency by like the ohio general assembly the governor all of a sudden has these powers to act like unilateral unilaterally to like you know shut down certain parts of the state or do different things to the state. So, so I think we'll get stuff like that. I think we'll get some sort of like pandemic response potentially on the federal level. I don't really know though. Um, but yeah, it seems like I, I think that will be the major like sort of result to this, but it will be, it will be interesting to see mm-hmm. sort of what we look like at the other end of this, sort of what the damage, what the damage is and sort of what the, the long-term effects are. Like, I think like I said before, Italy, are they ever going to bounce back from this? Like, I mean, yeah, that's going to be a tough one. I was just thinking that, you know, you, you brought up some points that made me really think about like countries like Italy and France, you know, in three months time, we may be fully recovered from this, but somebody like Italy or France is just going to look kind of desolated. I mean, it's, this is like, uh, you know, that we haven't really seen something of this scale um, since really the Spanish flu, like 1918. So, mm-hmm. uh, even, even, uh, swine flu, if you remember, was not this, like we never shut down school. I mean, we never even got a day off. We said we, we had a vaccine for swine flu. It was a whole, like, it was a whole yeah. different sort of like response because we had the vaccine yeah. available. It's a totally different situation. And I think there's so much, I don't know why it is this time around. Like I, I haven't really delved into the details, but there's so much like, confused information out there about like what is actually the truth like for example one of them is you know is the disease spread by droplets or aerosol and that changes totally like how what kind of ppe the hospital workers have to use um and you know there's evidence to both but uh the the stronger evidence right now is that it's not aerosol it's just droplet spread which is good because it means that we don't need the fancy n95 masks um, even if you're doing, maybe if you're doing like an, like an intubation or something where you're going to aerosolize a lot of those particles, um, but not in the kind of tr- just standard emergency room setting, you're not going to need, uh, N95s, which are more expensive and, um, designed to prevent that. But, you know, it, it kind of changes your whole response because right now, you know, Elon Musk or somebody is like trying to make 
you know, a billion of those things. And it's like, well, yeah, but could we make 10 million, you know, regular masks instead? Because that might be more useful. Mm -hmm. So I think that kind of information overload is like what's confusing and scaring a lot of people, uh, including me. I mean, I'm I'm not super knowledgeable on the disease itself. I'm just trying to avoid getting it because I don't want to have to take away somebody's ventilator when I inevitably get, you know, terrible pneumonia. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've said, we, we had this discussion, I think it was yesterday. Um, so, but, no, the economic impacts of this have been pretty, you know, aggressive to say the least. You know, the stock market is completely tanked. You know, even, you know, Everything is going down the drain for the time being. And with, with the closure of all these businesses and things like that, you're wondering, like, on the other side of this, will we ever be able to recover? And I have always said, and maybe, Ben, you can agree or disagree with me, that the economic impact pales in comparison to the, like, disaster apocalyptic situation that could arise if we overrun the healthcare system with a spike in infections. I mean, we've seen this of New York, New York looks like, like, a, like an apocalyptic, like scenario, disaster scenario. Um, so I say, I've said it for a while, economic impact, I think is well worth just doing whatever we can to ensure the healthcare system is able to manage the, the outbreak in the cases. Yeah. I mean, I have to completely agree with you. I think the, the priority has to be the, the healthcare system, you know, flattening the curve for the sake of we cannot get people better if there are no beds. So like, you know, we physically have a set number when I mean, we could put people on, you know, cots in the hallway. I'm sure hospitals are converting alternative units to ICUs and things like that. Well, I know, I know in New York specifically, the governor issued an order that waived a lot of the restrictions and regulations governing like what can be considered patient areas and what can be considered mm-hmm. like where beds can be placed to expand hospital capacity. But like you said, you know, you talked about like we might need 40,000 ventilators and we have nine. That 9,000 ventilators might be able to get us through if we can just spread out the ventilator mm-hmm. usage over a longer period of time. And I, that's sort of the thing that I think we've got to keep trying to do no matter what. Exactly. And even just uh, anecdotally, um, I don't know if anybody, I'm I'm sure a lot of people who listen to this know know already that I worked in the ICU at the James Hospital last year and um, for about a year. And we were basically, we had 24 beds on that unit. We had just expanded to 24 beds. And there was not a single night that I worked that we were not chock full. I mean, we, if we had an open bed, we got an admission. So that and that's we took cancer patients, but we took UH, we took university hospital patients as well, um, and they were completely full. We took their overflow. Uh, we took SICU, like surgical ICU overflow. So I'm sure all of those units are completely full right now and are only going to get more full. So, um, and, and well, that's that's the thing that people like you know you re, like okay you expand you can handle just the coronavirus people, but like. What about cancer patients or somebody gets shot or somebody falls on the stairs? And you know, like, there's all these other like illnesses. Yeah, just regular and it, flu patients. Just, yeah, just illnesses and injuries that people get that also need to be treated. But, you know, you know there's, just, there's just a lot of factors going into these, you know. Right, right. I mean, yeah, your baseline, your, your baseline number of patients is not going to go down in this situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's going to be some cross-contamination and some, uh, some people are going to be be presenting with with regular problems as well so i mean 
yeah, I don't really know what it's going to look like. I have a, um, uh, an emergency medicine pediatric fellow as like one of my instructors and he's, he does like our small group instruction. And he, uh, he said the last couple of days, the hospital has just been completely dead. Like he's, he's seen nobody, um, because they're all the non-essential people are gone. Um, and so it's just the essential staff and I guess because it's pediatrics and it's emergency room, like people are just staying home, even with regular illnesses. Um, I'm thinking part of that is maybe just not like they're scared to come in and maybe catch something. Um, It, you know, it totally depends, but it's just very eerie out there right now. (laughs) Well, I was, I've said, when I go into work, the lab at the clinic, like I have to, pass through multiple checkpoints to get my temperature taken and get like hand sanitizer, like all these things to even get to the lab that I work in. So, I mean, yeah, it's, wow. it's really, uh, we're in a kind of a dire scenario. Yeah. So I'm hoping it is, you know, taken care of pretty soon because I would love things to go back to normal. Uh, and I think it's, it, yeah, I mean, like you said, that economic impact is going to look pathetic compared to what the healthcare system will withstand. So uh, that's that's going to be a real challenge for, I mean, every healthcare worker over the next probably you know ten weeks. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That was much so shockingly. That was a lot more informative than our conversation with Sam about this. <laughs> Like I said, Sam didn't have great logic to get to his conclusions, but he hit a couple of correct points. So. <laughs> it's not always about the logic. It's, yeah, about I mean, it's, it's about the destination, not the journey, right? Right, right. Pretty much, uh, yeah, in in specificity, I know nothing um, about <laughs> viruses. I would say um, virus. some viruses have envelopes, um, and that helps them infect our cells, and uh, then they make – uh, more DNA or RNA in this in the case of coronavirus, an RNA virus. True. If anyone was wondering, what does that. that mean for us? Uh, very little. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's it's yeah. good to know. But yeah. Um. Uh, okay. Well. Um. We are. We. I think we filled out our full half hour of with absolutely no plan and no preparation. I think this is. It's a job well done, gentlemen. I mean, I'm excited. I'm going to close out of this Darius Slay page. I don't need that. <laughs> close out of the COVID-19 Ohio page. That's Well, that no you should longer. keep up. That one you should probably keep up for future well, reference. Well, in its place, I'm going to leave the Minecraft Realms FAQ because it does not say the word Nintendo on the whole page. I search. <laughs> and uh, I just, I'm going to have to go to Reddit, which I'm really scared to do. That is a wretched hive of scum and villainy. <laughs> It is Brian's on there. I yeah, mean, I know. That's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, man. I, and it, you know I, what? I'm really surprised that Swim is not on the realm, John. Yeah, we've we, been what? trying to talk him into it for literally two weeks, and he refuses. What's his logic? Just to be difficult? Just to be different? Like and He just won't do it. Every time we say it, he's like, well, I'll do it next time. And it, he just doesn't do it. Well, here's the thing. Is that we're, not, we're not missing anything without him. We just thought it would be nice and, and try to bring him along. But if he doesn't want to, that that's his prerogative. It's a group activity. Yeah, exactly. Wow. I, like you said, like my brother was commenting because I said my brother sits next to me, and like 
asks why I haven't done like X, Y, or Z thing, and then tells me how to do it. It's like, why haven't you built this? I was like, we're we're taking our our time. We want to eat time. It's it's a group activity. It's about camaraderie. Right. Like, yeah, that's why. So it's funny that you bring that up uh, because so basically on I think. Wow, it's been yeah about a week ago. Animal Crossing was released on the Switch, um, mm-hmm. and so we actually got it um, uh, digitally. So we got to play it at midnight on last Friday, Who's and we, we? played. Uh, Jane and I. Did. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we played basically all day Friday. You know, I did school sort of, and then Saturday, Sunday, I didn't do any schoolwork. I just was playing Animal Crossing all the time. And the way the game works is it actually tracks in real time. So the time in the game is the time out here in the real world. Um, although I am starting to lose that that border, but uh, <laughs> but the line is blurring, is what you're saying. <laughs> the line is exactly blurring. Um, the The issue, though, is that there's a lot of people online who are so like eager to play through the game that they are changing the system time on their Nintendo Switch to like the next day and continuing to do that so that they can advance in the game because that's the only way you can progress is basically things happen literally one day at a time. So like on day four, everybody gets this, etc. So a lot of people are time skipping and you go and their their like whole town is just like it, it looks like the Taj Mahal. It's like absurd and the game's <laughs> been out a week and it's like you're totally missing the point. The point is we're trying to kill time. Like we're yeah, trying yeah. to spend more time doing nothing because we're stuck inside for so long. Yeah, that's literally it. Yeah, we have. We're probably gonna go colonize another island at some point soon. Probably whenever you join, Ben, we're gonna go colonize something new. That would be a good time because then I could, you know, feel like I'm contributing a little bit, but also, um, you know, still have a chance to figure out the game. Exactly. That's our plan. That'll be the plan. Then I'm gonna find out as soon as possible if, uh, and as soon as that check comes from Mitt Romney or whoever the fuck it's coming from. Visit r slash coronavirus. No, I won't go to r slash coronavirus. That sounds like a terrible idea. Um, Scary place, I'm sure. I want Minecraft, Realms, <laughs> Nintendo. This is great radio, by the way. You know what? I, I think we, that'll... We should, we should probably sign off now, John. Before we go any further down this rabbit hole, uh, Ben, want to thank you uh, for joining us here today, for giving us your, uh, your coronavirus opinion uh, and depressing the living shit out of all of our listeners. But informing them at the same time so that's yeah i do apologize for that it was a little bit more of a downer than i anticipated uh but i think you know as charlie said we will come out on the other side of this we will uh survive and thrive hopefully italy and france turn it around soon it looks like the number of new cases is slowing down so that's good um in what part of the country in italy and france um, yeah, in in Italy and France, I believe is is where they are kind of on the other. <laughs> the I, other saying, side. I think I think we're kicking it right into high gear. We're hitting <laughs> we're hitting fourth gear right about now. We're hitting yes, our stride. Ours are actually accelerating. No, yeah. I don't actually know, but um, our numbers are are still sort of on the upswing. But um, I know, and you know, the other thing, not to depress the shit out of you guys, I, I don't personally trust the numbers coming out of China. They're saying there just are no new cases, which is just absurdly <laughs> wrong. Yeah, that's just not happening. There's no way it's contained. But uh, yeah, so just keep an eye on China. I don't know. They may be worse than they look. Um, But yeah, I think we'll be all right, Uh, especially here in Ohio. uh, We are pretty safe. Dr. Acton's really smart. Uh, She will lead us through it, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. There's a nice positive, a message of hope from Dr. Ben Hood. (laughs) Uh, Student Dr. Ben Hood. Exactly. Doc, we're just doing doctor. Dr. Ben Hood. Um, so, Ben, once again, thank you. Uh, 
stay safe down there. And again, third rate city, but you know, hope, hope you're doing all right down there. Absolutely. I, John, if you ever want to talk about that, let me know. Um, <laughs> we can work through it. Um, but yeah, no, thanks. Thanks for having me guys. I always love being on. It's always uh, a ton of fun. And uh, now I've got to uh, go start lecture. So Ooh. I will talk to you guys later. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Ben. Uh, and we will see you guys all on our episode tomorrow on Friday with uh, God Knows Who. So until then, peace. Scott! <laughs> <laughs>